Híjole. Íralo. Oh. Who's that? We can recreate it. Let's do it. We can recreate it. Did anyone else get in a weird noise? Yeah, there's some weird feedback. It's gone now, though. Okay. E. All right. We're good. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome oh. back. <laughs> Howdy. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, the boys. Welcome back, the viewers, the subscribers, the listeners, wherever you may be, with your hands on the wheel, sitting at a desk, making some pasta, whatever the fuck our listeners do. I feel like there's probably some degenerates in there, which which I can get down with. Um, we can get down. We can get down. We can get down. Can get down. Do, why was I thinking of that song last night and you just brought it up? I Honestly, I was I was legit listening to that. Trying to get down. Dude. Oh man! Holy it's like been... thunder! <laughs> Stop! Stop, man! No, we can't. We can't We've do been on John an right John kick lately, but yeah. <laughs> Who knows? He might get brought he up. Might. You know, he might. Uh, but yeah, as as uh, our regular listeners and watchers might have noticed, we uh, took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, uh, just uh, just life things happen. You know, you got to go take care of some stuff. Uh, go have some fun when you have some free time. Uh, so I'm I'm glad. But Jacob, if he has anything to say about it, won't fucking let us go three weeks again. He's been it's chomping. too long, it. man. Too long. <laughs> I, feel like if, I feel like I'm missing out if I'm taking that long. But it was mm-hmm. nice, though, because it let, let you marinate more with the album. Um, yeah. I appreciate it a lot more. Uh, mm-hmm. with, we have more time, so yeah. And and it's uh, you know, even though our albums weren't that long, you know, I feel like if we if one of us had done a you know a pretty massive album, it would have been nice. But it's also nice because we got to just put all three. At least what I would do is I would just put all three on back to back to back, and just let it eat. And uh, mm-hmm. because you know having three albums where it's hardly over 40 minutes of runtime across the board. Uh, a pretty rare, uh, pretty rare for us all three to be on the same page with that too. So uh, that was pretty sick. Uh, but no, and, and we all did some unique stuff, you know, so it was kind of a tougher pill to swallow, not as far as like the music sucked or was hard to listen to, but uh, it, it was all pretty unique. Uh, even though there was kind of like some of the, like two of the albums were kind of a Venn diagram, kind of not, uh, but it was, it was fun to, you know, like you said, Jake kind of marinate on them. And then I know, I know we all kind of had, you know, did our own thing, had some fun. So, uh, but with that being said, this is episode 44 of what you spent. But no, man, and and that's something that's something wild, man. Forty four episodes. It's like every time you know the next number keep going comes up. up. I exactly, dude. I yeah, know how math man. works. It never like stays fact, <laughs> I know how math works and time and you know episodicals work. But man, the fact it that we've been doing like this. That long. No. I was looking back because I keep track of all the picks on my phone, mm-hmm. and I look back to, like to when I started with you guys, and I'm like, wow, it doesn't feel like that many albums have been talked about, but. We just keep going and going and going and talking about yeah. such great music. Like all the artists that we've all brought up are so unique and so 
amazing. And so right. people that have heard this and listened to this have been able to discover that music like we did and mm-hmm. enjoy it as much because, man. Yeah. It's kind of funny every time that I listen to like a song on an album that we've brought up in my mind or I'll even say it out loud out loud with who I'm with. I'm like, oh, yeah, we brought this up episode 36 like i am i am insufferable with that i'm i'm fucking insufferable with that dude i'll be like oh yeah you know and then uh fucking fugazi we covered that on episode 11 uh (laughs) sailing the seas of cheese you know that was about like uh episode 30 some uh you know i'm i'm a piece of shit when it comes to because it's just (laughs) it's you know it's our this is our this is our uh passion project guys and so no i'm just it is the baby (laughs) <laughs> Fuck it. Okay, let's go <laughs> let's go but uh yeah with that let's go uh let's go ahead and dive right on in to the subject matter for this week with uh jake's pick for for this one i'm super stoked to kind of get some background on this yes so uh this is eve's two more uh heaven to a tortured mind Came out in 2020. Uh, this is a, it's a gatefold. There's a lot of glare, but you can see it. Kind of see it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, real interesting, real experimental. Um, Eve's two more. He's been making music for a while now. He actually just dropped a new album like this year. Uh, it's, I haven't heard the full thing. But this one caught my eye, came out in 2020, um, really kind of opened up, I guess, more genres of music to me, because um, this kind of falls into the indie category, but kind of indie rock um, at some points. Um, yeah, definitely real interesting, um, a lot to talk about. So um, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on it? Uh, fucking wow. Wow. Uh, honestly the the musicianship behind this is is pretty unreal uh you know you get in the vocal like his voice is so nice it's like got it's like if you want to talk about like textbook fitting the mold for indie music uh not necessarily because it's like you know indie has now a days you know ever since like the the 2010s it's kind of grown into something uh t- that has multiple subgenres, and you know, you've got indie pop with 1975 that we just covered uh, indie rock you know more uh the strokes kind of feel and this one is kind of all of those with smashed in with like some indie electronic kind of thing going on mm-hmm. uh which i really really dug you know and his voice he's kind of got this lenny kravitz mixed with prince kind of feel and it's just all together it's like textbook mm-hmm. uh indie music in my opinion as a whole yeah it was cool i mean i saw people like kind of compare him to in a way to prince and to uh, david bowie yeah i was, I gonna, was, I was like, gonna say like he has that that kind of vibe like just with this performance vibe and just you know how he writes music and performs in general he just has that that overall like don't give a fuck and just be who you are which is really cool 
And he's yeah, got yeah. some early he's got some early influences. He uh, cites Throbbing Gristle, which is kind of a weird industrial band from the early seventies, eighties, as a major influence on his musical direction, which is kind of cool because like, so that's a that's a throwback to just you know throw that out there. And you're just like yeah. what? Yeah. Right. So hearing that, knowing that he has that kind of influence, you can kind of, for me, I could hear that in his music. It was just very experimental and very like. Mm-hmm almost ahead of its time in a sense you know he's got that bowie presence um and just the way he looks on stage is it is he looks like prince you know a little bit so yeah i like i like it yeah and and one of the things i like about uh spotify is you know it does the like moving kind of background instead of the album art being still it'll just kind of have like a video mm-hmm. and i this morning while i was doing my notes i was just sitting there watching all of them because they'll just loop and i was like this guy has such an interesting fucking aesthetic. Like, mm-hmm. like they're just their whole shtick is super cool. And I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, and then you pair that with the music to where, you know, some tracks kind of, you know, they kind of do kind of fit a mold, you know, kind of sound mm-hmm. similar to each other. And then you'll get something that's just like, whoa, like, what the hell was that? Uh, mm-hmm. So I just. I feel like I ask this of you guys all the time. How how did you stumble upon upon Eves? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I really, Classic. I think it was probably another one of the. Or no, 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 hold on, because I do remember because I went into I talked to Callie about this. I asked her if she had this, and she was like, "No, I don't have it." And I was like, "Oh, you know, it'd be cool if you did." Uh, you better get that. I in. didn't say it like that, but you know, I insinuated it. So then, like, a, like a week a or cooler two later, like I went in and she had it already, and she was like, "Hey, it just came in each tomorrow." I was like, "Oh, cool." Uh, I picked this up, heard it, liked it. I had seen things that like people liked it for a good album, and around this time too, 2020. I mean, I I was listening to a lot of music. I feel like a lot of people were doing that and a bunch of other stuff because COVID was going on so we had some more free time um so I this came up somehow um I got more into the artist his previous album to this one um super good also it has some really good songs uh Safe in Hands of Love that album's also super good um so yeah I just kind of dove into this guy's album his, his his catalog and yeah it's real different um, the way that he expresses him, himself too, he's you know he's real outgoing, he's real out there, um, mm-hmm. and you could tell that on his style and the way that he plays because it's some of it is really experimental. Um, there's a song on here that like it leads into another song that there's like um, rockets and stuff and like fireworks <laughs> and confetti like it sounds like, and then it goes into the track. I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, it's just the album cover too just caught my eye. Like it just looks, mm-hmm. I don't know, like two people That's like a cool album cover for sure hugging or something, and then yeah. they look kind of distorted and stuff. Yeah, like interpretive dance kind of thing. And that was when you yeah. brought this up uh, on the last episode. I was I was looking at that and I was like. I wonder what the hell that's going to be. It was one. It was one that definitely caught my eye based off the album cover. And uh, I'm glad that you brought this up. You know, I I'll go ahead and you know say you're welcome for inspiring you both to kind of go on an indie kick <laughs> with this episode. Right. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but uh, 
No, Matt, you know, you kind of touched on it earlier. The It does kind of have some reminiscence of kind of the early industrial kind of thing, it, which is so interesting to kind of hear, you know, some of that kind of instrumentation paired with, you know, more of the indie electronica stuff that's going on in it and uh, just the vocal style on everything. He's really on some of these songs just, yeah, vanity, like, which is Fuck, like it's like, a, it's like a raw feel where he's just like spinning out and doesn't care like mm-hmm. what the listener yeah. feels or like because sometimes it is kind of harsh you're like all right but like <laughs> to perform like that and make music like that this says a lot about an artist in my opinion and he just fucking kills it so mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent no um i was completely unfamiliar with with this artist and then you brought him up and uh I usually won't do any research per se uh, until like day of when I do my notes. And I was looking into him a little bit and I was like, man, he's actually been doing this for a while. Uh, you know, he lives in Italy now, but was born in Miami, like it recorded some of his albums in Germany, LA. Like he's just all over the place, very eccentric, uh, you know, from an artist standpoint to just be like, all right, I'm going to just going to go to some. I'm going to go to, like, Leaps, Leaps Chick, Germany, or whatever the fuck it's called, and go, <laughs> and go record an album there, ah, and then I'll go do this one in L.A., and then I'll go live in Italy and then do my next one, which is so cool because, you know, you are kind of a, a product of your environment, especially when you're doing something creative, you know. A, a garage band is always going to sound like a garage band, but you throw them, you know, in a studio or in, in a stadium full of thousands of people, it's going to completely change, and, you know, even where you record, you know, a studio is a studio. Yes. But what you do outside of the studio, you know, after you record something, you know, can influence, you know, you going, yeah. going down to like a little bistro in Italy, completely different than going to like a Bierstein in Germany. So I can yeah. assume I haven't listened to any of the other albums. I can imagine that there's some differences that you can kind of tell, Oh, this was kind of probably because he was in LA or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really cool. Cause I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever heard of something like that. Yeah. I mean, your environment definitely can ex- and like inspire your thought process and like how you're feeling and how you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of cool. One of the things I saw, um, cause he, he just came out with the album actually this month, like two weeks ago. Um, and a single on there, um, it's, uh, looks like it's produced by, uh, Frank Ocean and, uh, Kanye West and mixed by Alan Mulder, which he's, uh, in My Bloody Valentine and Nine Inch Nails. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, I didn't know that, that he had that kind what of What a goddamn scene. trio. What a yeah, trio yeah. to have produce a single Mulder. Like, We've talked about Frank. Alan Mulder on this podcast before, I feel like, in a few of our picks. Like, I feel like yeah. he's behind a lot of our choices. Yeah. Kind of weird. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. But mm. it makes sense, though, because he, he did have really big songs. Like, Jackie was a good song um, on uh, his previous album, Safe in the Hands of Love. Uh Noid is probably my favorite song on there. Um, yeah, and it's cool because this he's been doing it for a while, but he's still kind of a relatively new face. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a lot of people know who he is or how even to pronounce his name. I mean, 
why why best to more you know you would have known that's you know it's silent eve's to more um yeah eve two, yeah I, you, <laughs> I had no clue i was like two I'm... two more yeah. <laughs> it was also yeah, like exactly. quick notes but i was like i have no fucking idea what he just said <laughs> exactly yeah it's, it's like it's uh like it's not really well known so um definitely when this album came out it did get a lot of traction and then the more people that started appraising it the more people got into it and then you know it just snowballed and yeah here we are like you know next thing you know an album came out i gotta listen to it still see if it's similar to this or the previous stuff but definitely from his style from his sound i'm expecting something new because it's very experimental with what he does and that's what that's what i like about it so nice no i'll give me let me know how that album is. I'll I'll listen to it um, for sure, especially because like three years is is a long time. But when it comes to music, it kind of isn't sometimes, you know, with like creating an album and stuff. So I'd be interested to see what has changed, you know, with given this as a as a starting point to listen to, I think is great. Uh, as I said earlier, I haven't listened to any of the other stuff that uh, that's been released. But uh, as far as an intro. If you want to get into Eve's, listen to this, man. This is killer yeah. stuff. This is probably his his best regarded album, I'd say. Um, yeah, do we have any other thoughts, or do we want to get into the top three? I, want, I wanted to mention that I read a fact that, or not a fact, but like a little tidbit that he made furniture during the pandemic, like to make ends meet or just to make extra money, I'm sure. But like, what kind of furniture did he make? I want to see what he made. Like, I'm yeah. sure it's very elaborate, cool funky stuff you know, so. a spiky chair or something <laughs> like i don't know like yeah. it sounds like it, yeah like that's kind of cool like to be, that, to be that like a, you know artistic or craftsmanship you know to use your hands and build something oh um, yeah i'm not like that so for somebody to do that and you know make money even though they're already doing something else i don't know kind of a cool, cool. I, didn't, I gotta look into that i i'm imagining like i don't know like a couch that's just made out of like and needles or something spiky or something that yeah. hurts yeah right Artsy. i don't know that's cool though i didn't know that some bdsm furniture yeah right um yeah if we want we can go into top threes i'll start it off um go ahead top three um or honorable mention i'm gonna go i think it's strawberry strawberry privilege is that mm-hmm. the yep. instrumental yep. one that's the song yep that's the one yeah, I've always liked that song. Um, that song's always been good. Um, Superstars, I've been liking too. That's my top three. I previously didn't listen to it, but now that I had more time to listen to this album, I liked it more. Um, and then that's my number three. Number two, I'm going to go Romanticist. And then my favorite song, probably the the opening track, Gospel for a New Century. It's just it like kicks off the album so well to like his sound and what you can expect from the rest of the album. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I For totally sure. agree. Um, I'll go next. Uh, number three for me was medicine burn. Uh, really liked that one. Uh, pretty decent second track on the album. Uh, number two was dream palette. Uh, Kind of like I I like that one. It was part of this, you know. I felt like the middle of this album had a pretty strong run. You know, mm-hmm. the whole album is is very strong, but once it kind of 
gained traction it just didn't stop and that middle part is really kind of like the climax of it um which is which is pretty sick and the number one for me was kerosene um yes i it's good track (laughs) that dude that female vocal in the middle of it that like just going banana come on yeah come on now yeah it's hard and oh um honorable mention fully impose that nice one. let's go with like that one nice yeah for me honorable mention would be medicine burn and then three two one asteroid blues strawberry privilege and then kerosene it's a great song yes. so really cool artist like it's it's rare that you see artists that are so uh just themselves you know just just doing what they want to do and making music that's maybe not accessible to everybody but touches on a note that is unique and makes them unique. So I don't know. I always like hearing about people like this that I've never heard of. So thank you for bringing them up. Very cool. Thanks for listening to it. It's definitely uh, not hard. It's definitely not hard. I feel like it's, you can get into it, but it is experimental. Um, So yeah, I love that. Uh, Indy is kind of moving into this where anyone can make anything and, if you're into it, you can like it, and it works for him. So that's why I'm, you know, got the album, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, right. thanks for listening to it. It's pretty, I'm glad you guys liked it. Yes. Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, that was "Heaven to a Tortured Mind" by Eves Two More, uh, which was Jake's pick for this week. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on into the next one. Let's uh, dive on into the next pick uh, for this week's episode, which, God damn it, which is uh, my pick for this week, which was Something Wrong Here by Rez. Uh, it was her EP released in 2016. Uh, some it's classified as mid-tempo EDM uh, killer stuff uh, if you like this album check out the rest of her stuff uh, she is just unreal uh, at producing uh, the music that she does and it's very very niche very eclectic I've clearly got a lot to say about it, a lot of appreciation I'll shut up for now uh, what do my boys got to say it was like it was like house madness mixed with 80s video game music i loved it it just kept coming at me from the starting you know the first track purple gusher you're just like right away you just you you know what the album's gonna throw out and it's i don't know it's really cool i'd never really listened to any album like this before so you know it was new to me and i always like to hear new music so yes yes yeah, I've been, I've been kind of going in a, on a bender of like EDM and like house music. Um, so listening to this was good. Um, I I did like it, man. I hadn't heard of I've had heard of Rez, but not actually heard like a full EP or album or anything. Um, Cause she was she was popping like around that whole time that like 
dubstep was a thing too and everything huh like she was getting big now this is after no so this was this is like one of her earlier eps i don't know which one it is i think it I, it's at least one of the first three and if you want to talk about like the when dubstep was getting huge and stuff like when skrillex was popping off excision it it was like right after that kind of died off because uh, mm. that kind of lasted about from like 2010 to 2015 and then you know people started going back into rap music you know with migos future shit like that and then and yeah she kind of discovered her didn't he like her like found her kind of got that her was going. dead mouse uh really? dead mouse oh. did she was signed uh this album was actually released on mousetrap which is his uh label uh so it was kind of right after the the hype behind this genre had died down and yeah. uh kind of started you know she kind of just quietly you know gained traction and now she's one of the bigger names in the in the game as far as that goes and she puts on i've never been to a live show Jake, I'm half tempted to go have you drag Kevin down here to talk about the shows he's been to because he's apparently mm-hmm. seen her twice. Um, but oh, I've wow. watched twice. That's cool. Yeah, I've watched multiple of her live sets, whether it's at uh, Electric Daisy Con- uh, Electric Daisy Carnival EDC or uh, she's done multiple sets. Like her thing now, like her tradition is going and playing Red Rocks, like r- Halloween, like right around Halloween time. She'll go play Red Rocks and just have a fucking badass show. Uh, fantastic yeah that's what i did too i looked at her live stuff because i feel like more than anything especially with like dance music and edm like there's so much more to just the sound it's like what the light show is and like where the venue is and like how many people can you sardine into like one venue and all the lights going on and everything so i did see some of her uh her uh like shows and they looked pretty cool um so yeah, that's that's pretty badass. But yeah, I feel like if she would have came out like earlier, she would have been huge. She would have been huge. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. She would have been because um, I've heard of the name. I've heard of the name. Just I didn't know that it was after like everything had happened. And it was it was so shortly after, you know, because a lot of that stuff like the dubstep movement and everything as far as like being mainstream level popular was kind of such a flash in the pan back in the 2010s that it was you know kind of off by the wayside within five years and she came like she was doing stuff kind of at the tail end of it and was putting stuff out but she really like this uh ep in particular was what like kind of like kind of skyrocketed her a little bit um and then now you know she just started her own label too actually and is starting to do stuff she just put out an album i don't know if it i think it was like late 22 maybe like early uh, 2023 but uh, her newest album is really good too spiral um her all of her other projects uh res for me was uh i got introduced to res by some guy i don't even know his fucking name i was djing my friend's birthday party and I was like starting to do some like, you know, house music, some like, you know, more like mellow dubstep kind of thing. And this guy came over to me and he's like, hey, do you know, have you ever heard of Rez? I was like, no. And this guy was like a, a game developer, like in his spare time, like that's what he would do. And he was like, yeah, I've been trying to hit this chick up so I can use her music in my video game. And it was like some weird Rocket League kind of fucking game he was building. 
he's like, I've been trying to use her music. Actually, I have a video that I put on YouTube of like gameplay with one of her tracks. And it was Purple Gusher was the song he used. And I, I like I heard that song and I was like, all right, this is bitching. And it like she if I had to like pick like my two biggest influences or like artists that made me really want to continue mixing and stuff. And like, it's why I've done it for so long at this point, it was Rez and Mr. Oizo. And that like, was like a defining moment for me. I was like, Jesus Christ. All right. That's awesome. That's, that's so like completely different sides of like mixing too, like Mr. Oizo and then Rez. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's cool though. Yeah, and That's then the really first cool. thing I ever like recorded and was confident enough to like put out was on SoundCloud was a mix. It it was a song that's on her next album or on her next EP. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, it's a song called "Relax," and I mixed it with "Closer" by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, and that was the first thing that I was like confident enough to be like, "All right, this actually kicks ass. I'm gonna put it out there." So, Rez and her music mean a shit ton to me personally because she's been a huge inspiration for me in in multi in multiple facets of my life but yeah had to had to tell that little diatribe right there because i think that's i think that's pretty cool you know some guy was like i'm trying to get her to make music for my video game and i'm like i don't even i don't even remember your name eight (laughs) years later dude like come on (laughs) that's really cool though that's really cool like yeah i've been getting real into like edm and house music uh, cause I've been going to the gym like a lot more and I've been like actually doing cardio now. Like I'm actually running, um, just to get in shape. Uh, and I've been listening to like a lot of Fred again, um, some Fortet, um, Rez. I was listening to that this whole time. So, uh, yeah, it was good. And for an EP, like EPs, they're typically pretty small. Um, they're short, uh, but this, it felt like pretty good for, for an EP. Like it, it didn't feel cluttered. Um, six songs. It's like just over 20 minutes. Um, it was good, man. It was really good. Purple Gusher sets it off really well. The album cover is really trippy. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the eyes and the hand and like the mouths in the background and everything. It's pretty cool. Go do like Perez on YouTube. And you find the one that's actually put out by her YouTube page, the hand with the eye in the middle of it, the eye moves as the song plays and shit uh, and all the other cool. stuff in the back. It's like the album cover, but like a moving thing. It's it's legit. That's really um, cool. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, another cool thing that she did this year for the second time. Uh, fucking four years ago, she did something called Nightmare on Res Street because she's super into horror movies. Mm. And she made like and it was a bu- it's a bunch of stuff that hasn't been released at all, like not since then, not beforehand. And she said she's like, it's never going to be released on an album. And it's like these she did another one this year and they're like these half hour, 45 minute long mixes that are like cut together with clips of like old ass horror movies. Like there's the Shining clips and, you know, uh, then she'll have someone like CGI her like doing some like Freddy Krueger type shit. So if you want to get in, if you want to go down a rabbit hole about Rez, I would say listen to this and then go watch both the Nightmare on Rez streets because they're they're pimp. <laughs> they go hard. There's yeah. some live versions of that, too. I, 
log out my YouTube feed, I saw like a Red Rocks version of that somewhere. Yep. That's what she did this year. That was like part of the release for the one she just did was okay. she was like, I'm putting it out like a week prior and then I'm going to do this whole set at uh, Red Rocks uh, like Halloween weekend. So, but no, uh, I'm glad you guys liked it. I this one was one that I was like, I really don't know how these guys are going to react. Um, but it was one that I've been kind of sitting on for a minute and wanted to bring up. Uh, but let's go ahead and do top threes. Cool. All right. Number three for me, Purple Gusher. Great song. Great start. Number two, Voices in the Wall. That drop is just, it's just all so aggressive. Mm -hmm. And then uh, number one for me was Selector. Always has been in my top three songs of her whole catalog. Just that fucking, just the, the deep wub with like that little sparse little synth sound over the top. Oh, man. It's going to be, it's, it's nasty. But, uh, and then my honorable mention was Melancholy. I uh, really like the, the vocalist in that. And then Into That Drop is pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, those are mine. Nice. Mine was so pretty similar to you, Dorian. <laughs> With Purple Gusher being my honorable mention. And then uh, 321, I went Selector, Paranoid, and then Voice in the Wall. Nice. That's good. My honorable mention was uh, Purple Gusher. Um, top three, I'm gonna go. Um, bu- 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 I'm gonna go. Voices in the Wall, number three. Uh, number two, Melancholy. Um, it's melancholy. I know. I did that on purpose. I know. I was. Hey, <laughs> I was just talking about. I was talking about you being illiterate last night. So it's funny you tried to <laughs> fuck with me on yeah. that. I have to fuck with you now. Every t- every chance I can get. Uh, <laughs> But Melancholy, that song with Laura Brem, dude, it solidifies, dude. A female vocalist with EDM, it's like bread and butter, mm-hmm. dude. It's like and a female DJ too. That's what's even cooler: female DJ, yeah. female vocalist. It's, Come on, it's it mixes so well. It's yeah, it's like a couple of hot Canadians. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and and then uh, Cryptic. Cryptic was my favorite song on this. Really? Uh, yes. Let's go. I love that one. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. Well, that has been uh, Something Wrong Here by Rez, uh, her EP from 2016, which is my pick for this week. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, put a bow on it and talk about Matt's. Put a bow on it. Tie it up. The the other album is Mass Manipulation, by the way, which came out literally a year after something wrong here. And has a song called Green Gusher. Oh. Yeah. Lol be. Mama keep chasing them out with the brush. <laughs> She's the shit, dude. I like that. I'm, I'm over here like, it. yeah, it was late 22, like 2022 that she released that. It was fucking literally the beginning of 2022 that she put out that last album. <laughs> <laughs> that was an evil, weird laugh. Are you okay? <laughs> Ugh.
<laughs> Jake, have you listened to Scare in the Hose Volume 1 yet? Yes, dude. Is it not fire? It's pretty good. Why is it what, so good? What song is that? Biscuit or something like that? That's uh, perfect. Perfect. That song is heat. Uh, fentanyl tester is probably my favorite so far. Uh, Peggy. Perfect. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts key. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts key. I knew Kingdom you would. Hearts I knew you'd have something to say. And fentanyl tester. Yeah, fentanyl tester is good. Yeah. I'd say perfect fentanyl tester and garbage pale kids. Those are my top three off of it. Dude, it's Danny Brown is like he goes so well on electronic beats. And and JPEG, like him and JPEG together, because isn't it JPEG production? Like, didn't JPEG yeah. do the whole production? Like, it's at that point, I was like, why Peggy. did I not think about this? Yeah, Peggy with fucking Danny Brown. So dumb. they they dropped their vinyl, but it was like fifty five bucks. I didn't get it. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. to. Did you see what the one cover was? It was like Twitter screenshots saying JPEG has blocked you and Danny Brown has. Hard. Hard as fuck. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, So it wasn't worth it. What was that? It wasn't limited, so it wasn't worth it. Yeah. (laughs) Matt, have you heard of Danny Brown or JPEG Mafia? No, I have not. There are two rappers, and JPEG is also a producer. Uh, They just put out their first collab tape. I, I don't know. I think Matt would like it. I think you would like it. I'll fucking called, I'll send it to you. It's it's interesting. It's okay. called scaring the hose. Yeah, scaring, scaring, <laughs> scaring the hose, volume one. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm curious now. For sure. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, so you both have homework. Matt, you got to listen to scaring the hose. Jacob, you got to listen to one sleep token song. But without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this bad boy up and talk about uh, Matt's pick for this week. Another one that I'm really interested to talk about, um, which is... Which is... Uh, Sorry, that was a weird intro. Uh, (laughs) No, that was perfect. I always like uh, finding local artists, and this one is a band called Mimicking Birds. It's their debut album. Solved a modern day where it's pretty safe to say we've turned into something monstrous and overweight their various face. From 2010, I said 2014 last week. It's actually from 2010. Uh, amazing album uh, discovered by uh, Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse, his, uh, his label. Um, and so Nate Lacey is the front man, and he kind of does this thing on guitar while the rest of the band does their thing. And an amazing songwriter and uh, guitarist in his own right. I saw him live once. Um, don't remember much about the show, but I do remember, you know, them doing their thing, and it's sounding amazing. So again, I like the local feel. Um, it's a little bit more of a softer pick, you know, as far as the. The whole album, it's just, it's, they're all different acoustic songs. So, a very mellow pick. Uh, what did you guys think? I loved it, man. Oh, yeah. 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 From, like from the, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It was, it was, but it was like had this darkness to it. You know, it did have that kind of folky instrumentation behind it, but it had this overall, uh, to use a word that we just used, melancholy. It kind of had this like melancholy kind of vibe, you know, across the board. And and what he does with the acoustic guitar is is very very cool. Um, you know, it starts off with "Home and Somewhere Else," which is a great track. Um, I personally think they could have started it off with the loop. And it would have been just fine. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, and and I only say that because I just love the intro to the loop so so much. It's just it's got this like that deep like you know it's clearly drop tuned. I could almost probably tell you it's probably drop D flat. Actually, it's probably drop D flat tuning. Fucking awesome. Very reminiscent of like uh, Heaven Beside You by Alice in Chains. You know, just kind of like that deep, like that opening note, just like that drawn out, like acoustic sound and then kind of go in just the soft vocal over it. And it's just it makes you sad, but it also doesn't. It's like, man, right. this just, it's just is very it's very melancholy and very like end of the world, like, you know, space mm-hmm. asteroids hitting the earth and like, you know. Yeah, overpopulation, it's, which is kind of cool. It's, he's very dark in his songwriting, uh, but he does it so well. It's so catchy. It, it like, like you said, Dorian, the loop is such a great song. You could start the album off with that song, and and just it'd be a great album the same way. Uh, and I just, yeah. it's cool how he captures that. So and he, he does it effortlessly uh, with his songwriting, and it's I don't know, you don't hear that very often where people can do that so well and blend it well with an acoustic guitar. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I really like this, man. I had not heard of Mimicking Birds. I love these local picks because it makes, it opens up my field of view to see, you know, narrow it down to where I'm at, what's here mm-hmm. around me. Uh, that's cool, man. I didn't, I wouldn't have found out of these guys. Did you, did you see them play? Like at one I point. did. I saw him up at, uh, in Portland at the Doug Fur Lounge. That's where I saw Saul Williams as well. Uh, I've seen a few people there. I saw uh, part of Godspeed there at one point. Jealous. A cool That's... venue, too. It's like a bar up top, and then down, downstairs is a stage. Uh, but it was, hmm. a, it was a quick show, and you know they did a few songs, some newer stuff. But it was just him and you know two other people doing their thing, and it sounded just like an album. So, yeah, like I've said before many times on this cast, when anybody can do that live the way they do on an album, it's, you know, it's it remarkable out there. Yeah, it says something about that musician for sure. Yeah. It, well, like when you don't have to rely on like effects or, you know, the the uh, crutches of a studio, you know, the like the stuff that you can do in post or whatever it says yeah. a lot. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been I've been like a. I like this album because it has that acoustic guitar mainly. Um, I've been getting back into guitar. Uh, I just picked up like a month ago my electric guitar from my parents' place, and I've been oh, playing cool. that. So listening to this, it's gotten me more like into it. Like it makes me want to get an acoustic again because I used to have one. Yeah, like a loop pedal at least, right? And just start. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It yeah. makes me want to get like then <laughs> just like pick up the guitar and play it. Uh, mm-hmm. Burning Stars, I love the intro to that. The Burning Stars intro is super good, um, and then it kicks into like that folk song. It's like that folky feel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love I love <clears throat> the guitar work on this. Um, it sounds like it's doable with enough repetition. You could learn it. 
and that's what I want to do. Like, I'm still trying to f- figure out how to get my feel again with guitar and how to get back into it. So um, this, I feel like, is definitely something I'll try picking up and learning uh, some of these songs because, um, yeah, they have a great sound to them. And, yeah, it's, it's super good. This whole album is super good. And I didn't, really know, I didn't even know they were local until, like, you know, recently. Uh, but my brother introduced me to this band, you know, back, like, in 2010. I remember working like in between jobs, going through some midlife crisis bullshit and working for uh, the M's and working as like a suite attendant. And I could like, you know, listen to music because I was doing that. And I had the loop going on one night, extra endings. It's dark. It was a great view of the moon. It was so perfect. Uh, and I just remember that song just uh, resonating really well with me. Uh, it's a memory I'll always ha- have about that time of my life. But uh Whenever music can do that and bring you back to a memory, it's really cool. Exactly. No, nah. and and I echo your sentiment, Jake. Like I've I've talked about you know me playing music on here multiple times, uh, but I I was almost to the point where I was like, you know what, motherfucker, I gotta learn that opening to the loop. Like fuck the rest of the song. I just want to know that. Like it's just, and it's not just even that song. I think like. You guys already know what my number one song is going to be. I've mentioned that. I've mentioned it three fucking times. <laughs> it's probably all, it's but, probably all our top threes for sure. But uh, no, it's like and it's something throughout, you know, or, you know, when he's even strumming chords, his strum patterns are super unique. Uh, it, and it's, you know, it really speaks volumes, you know, to, you know, we just talked about Eve's two more. And, you know, that's definitely like an indie uh, fucking album. And then we talked, you know, now we're talking about mimicking birds and it is indie. It's it's whatever you want to call it. But at, at its roots, it's an indie album, right? Like it's that. And that's kind of what I was touching on earlier is that indie has now grown so much to where you can have like indie folk kind of thing uh, to where there's, you know, on this album alone, there's some super, you know, dark, sad kind of songs. And then there's, you know, stuff like Burning Stars where that intro and it just kind of makes you, you know, do a little a little something, something. And then uh, but I just yeah, man, I couldn't I remember like when I first listened to this, like the week after our last episode, I was I replayed like three different songs off of it because I was like, what the hell is this? Like. And Matt, can you pull up the, can you show the album real quick? I'll put it, I'll put the album cover in post, but like, just look at that album cover. What, like, when you look at that, what do you think? Right? Not what it is. Not even remotely close to what the fuck it is. I was like, oh, this is going to be like, in my mind, I was like, oh, like, this is going to be like Portland Nine Inch Nails, like industrial, like, that sounds tight. Like, it's going to be like spooky, like kind of, you know, bleh, bleh, like, you know, maybe some Rammstein kind of feel in there. <laughs> and then I put it on and I was like, why is this like, why does this sound People like the, cry. Yeah. A, <laughs> why am I about to cry? And B, why does it sound like the out the outro to a fucking Friday Night Lights episode? Like, <laughs> That was the feel I got, but and then I was like, but also this is sick. Like this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, new doomsdays. Oh, I love that song so much. It's like so like calming. That intro's re- cool too. Yeah, it's so calming and relaxing. I don't know, like especially with his voice, um, when he's singing and when he's strumming, like it's just like, I don't know, it just calms me down, um, and it's kind of 
it feels like it's sadder lyrics to it. Uh, and then it ramps up in the end when it, you know, he's fully strumming it and going more on the vocals. Um, but yeah, this whole album, like it kind of has its ups and downs where it speeds up and then it slows down. Um, also, Remnants and Pictures. Um, that song also I really liked. Um, it, a little bit more upbeat. Same thing with Pixels. The guitar work on Pixels is super good. Um, yeah, this whole album, man. I, I'm not typically one to like folk music um, or acoustic sounds. Um, but now that I'm picking up guitar again, I feel like it's making me appreciate it more because it's like, oh, that's takes some work to do that. So it does. Um, it's, it's tough, especially guitar. You know, playing that instrument by itself as an acoustic, you know, instrument. Yeah. Jesus, electric's yeah. one thing, but playing an acoustic guitar well is tough. It's a tough task. Yeah. There's um, a lot. I, of... I like the songwriting aspects of him too, talking about different things. Like in Pixels, he's talking about Cannon Beach. And I, I kind of read over some of the lyrics uh, more than I had before, just in reviewing this album. And Pixels, that's one of the first things he's, he's talking about, Cannon Beach and the ocean and really? things like that. And I was like, what? He's just talking about, you know, Oregon shit. So it's kind of cool. That's so, that, that warms, that warms my little heart. Right. That warms my little heart. I think that's the first word he says in that song is Cannon Beach. Is, you know. mm. it, you, I listened to that. I listened to this album so many fucking times over the past three weeks. Didn't uh, catch that. I, I didn't yeah, either until, I didn't, this, didn't catch until it. we started re-listening to it. I was like, oh, he's talking about Cannon Beach. Cool. I definitely would have. I used to live on the coast. Like, definitely should have caught that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not know that. Mm. I'm glad you guys liked it. You know, it's a unique pick and kind of different and a little bit slower. So, yeah, you guys no, found I'm, some unique flavor. No, I'm so I'm so glad you did because you know. And I can already tell that this is going to be one that I revisit. I've already added a couple of songs off of this to some of my, you know, playlists that I revisit throughout the week uh, when I'm not listening to the stuff for the cast. Um, So thank you for bringing this up. Like Jake said, I never would have heard of these guys unless I looked up like a 50 bands you need to know about in Oregon list. Like, you know, if I would have I would have had to like Google something hella specific in order to stumble upon these guys. You know what I mean? Browsing but, the, the hipster Portland Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> bring this up at some point. Uh, Lost Connections, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, man, solid. Like, definitely solid. I, I love this. I'm going to try to l- play some of these songs. Because, uh, yeah, it's so good. And they have other stuff, too. I'm curious. Their, to see follow, what their follow-up album is decent. Oh. You know, it's got a few bangers on it. You know, not like this. It's a little faster, but it's a cool a couple cool songs. But it definitely has that, like some, like you said, Dorian, that Friday Night Light kind of feel to it sometimes. Like it's very epic. Like the song's mm-hmm. just gonna take off or something. So. There's there's um, one song that like from I think it was more of like a vocal standpoint for me. Uh, but there's a song by a band called Eastern Conference Champions that I found from Friday Night Lights. Um, I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head, but from a vocal standpoint, it sounded just similar enough and then the acoustic part i was like oh yeah this is like matt saracen's dad just died in friday night lights and this is what's fucking playing like that was the fucking <laughs> that was the vibe in, in case pull. y'all couldn't tell i love that fucking show yeah, <laughs> i'm watched it. i'm on my third rewatch of it ever <laughs> oh shit dude it's a good show it's a good okay. show no, it was it was a great show but no uh great pick dude 
for real as nice. always yeah yeah appreciate it i'll throw my yeah. top threes in there yep um yeah let's do it uh and like i said earlier like it was tough you like listening to this album uh right when i talked about it whoops right when i talked about it uh, i was like oh i know my top three i know what i'm gonna pick but listening to it the last couple of weeks is like nope 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 and we're gonna start over so uh honorable mention is gonna be the loop um and then three two one i'm going home and somewhere else uh 10% and then my favorite song was new doomsdays man that song like you said jake is calming and yeah something about that guitar work it's just very like you know even in the lyricism it's so deadly but it's it's good <laughs> it's good and like to start off to start off a song with like hitting a no like a like a kind of a higher like a strained kind of high note like that oof what it, what what does it say in the intro to that it's like it sounds like a dialogue to like a chapter, like a reading. You're talking of like about a making a making a soup, like an onion yeah. soup. Yeah, yeah, something like soup, that. Yeah. When when taking different, when listening. Yeah, to something like subjects. that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Then it goes into no, it. Uh, if I'm going top threes on this, uh, honorable mention, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pixels. Honorable mention. Uh, top three, I'm gonna go uh, the loop. Uh, remnants and pictures and then new doomsdays i fucking love that song <laughs> hell yeah uh i'm gonna be an outlier Ooh, here nice. um honorable mentions for me cabin fever and them Ooh, really nice. really nice. liked those two uh liked them but not enough to get into the top three top three was pixels new doomsdays and the loop three two one Okay. The loop, the loop is, is, uh, it's making a strong case to end up on my Spotify top five. I've listened to the shit out of that song in the past three weeks. I have listened to the fuck It'll out of that It'll do that song. to you. That's it what you're to this band, is that song. Dude. The song. Thank you, for, thank you for bringing this up. Yes. yes, exactly. Hell yeah. No problem. All right. Shall we dive into bless the, the masses? Yes. Let's. All right. It's time. For the annual episode Christmas, where we get to share what we're doing for next week, uh, it's a it's a cast favorite time of every episode. So, with that being said, it's Jake's time to show us what we're talking about <laughs> next week. Jake's time. Yes. So I'm gonna go uh, a little throwback to some R and B. Some neo soul, definitely a classic. Oh, uh, nice! D'Angelo Voodoo. <laughs> Let's go. Real horny hours. <laughs> Dude, you and I were talking. You and I were talking about D'Angelo a while back. That's so. Funny. A while ago, yeah. I, yeah, we were like, like <laughs> talking some, about. We were talking stuff. about sad boy hours, and you were like, "Yeah, just put on D'Angelo," and I was like, "All right." Yeah, yeah, it's some good stuff though. You you guys will like it. There's definitely a lot more songs that are super good on the album that I caught on to last time I heard it. So, hell yeah. Well, I'm a creature of habit, so I got to go back to the hard to the hard stuff. You wanted to, so I'm going. All's well that ends well by Kyoto's. Uh, another another post hardcore pick. Um, I can't remember what year it came out. I think it was it was within like a year or two of the 
of they're only chasing safety by under oath. It was when this this genre was getting really big. Uh, I feel like this is a band that if you know that genre, you know this band, but outside of that, like might not people might not really know about them. Uh, but I fucking love it. I'm sure you guys will too. All's well that ends well by Kyoto's. Nice. I'm excited for that one. Um, I went back and forth and I changed my mind again. So here we go. Uh, coming back from 1996. Going with Nas, it was written. Shit. We should have been talking about this a while ago. My face. Yeah. There we go. Damn. Uh, um, yeah. Damn. Come on now. There's, you know. Hey, um... I'm just going to go with that. All of that. Nas is coming. Dude, dude, Nas is coming. <laughs> Nasty Nas. Nasty Nas is coming. <laughs> dude, <laughs> love a good, love a good Nas pick. Love a good New York hip hop pick. You know, so that's fucking. And it was written as a is a great album. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, his best uh, album. Shout out to the first step. We did cover uh, Illmatic. And then we did we did talk about uh, we we briefly mentioned it, you know, in 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 talking about Illmatic, we did mention uh, it was written. So I'm glad that we actually get to cover it fully. I always I love revisiting artists that we've done before. I almost revisited one today, but decided against it. That would have been fun, though, if we did two where we two albums that (laughs) we've already done in that artist. But. Anyways, we'll save all that for next week. This has been episode 44 of What You Spin In. Uh, great picks this week. Fantastic picks next week. As per usual, I'm Dorian, joined by Matt, joined by Jacob. My my brothers in arms. Uh, we'll be Wait. back next time to talk about some great fucking music. Thanks for stopping by.